I'm very happy to introduce tonight's guest speaker, not guest, but tonight's speaker. His name is David O. And so please welcome him. Hello, everyone. Wow. Yeah, for those of you who don't know me, my name is David O. And normally I'm right there behind the drum shield drumming. And um, that's where I'm used to being. But it is an honor and a privilege to be able to preach to you guys today. And it's a revelation that God's been really just challenging me with. And it's been something that's stirring in my heart. And so if you guys have your Bible, turn to 1 Samuel 17, 23. You don't have to read it out loud. You can just follow along with your eyes. But what's happened is, I mean, the Israelites are on one side, the Philistines are on the other side, and they're about to, you know, get it on, go to war. But David, the shepherd boy, he's got to the battlefield, and he's been sent by his father, and he's looking for his brothers, and that's where we pick it up from. So, as he talked with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines. And spoke the same words as before. And David heard him. All the men of Israel, when they saw the men, fled from him and were very much afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David said to the man who stood by him, What should be done of the man who kills that Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Mm. Have Have you ever gone upstream before? Gone against the current? It's hard, right? You're going one way, but everything's pushing you in a different direction. I mean, this is where David's at right now. He's on the battlefield, and he gets there. And this is probably guys that he looks up to. He's just a boy. And if you've ever been at school, and you look up to the bigger, older hyongs or older brothers, you're like, man, they're cool. I look up to them. Man, they're strong. But that's probably where David's at. All his older brothers are here. He gets on the battlefield, and everybody's fleeing. And something in him is like, this isn't right. And he's feeling everything going the wrong direction. But, you know, is David apologetic about going the right direction? Oh, I'm sorry, but I think I'm going to stay. I think we should do this. Oh, could you get out of my way, please? No, he's just like, no. He knows clearly where he needs, what he needs to do. He knows the direction that he's heading. He's very clear. He's not asking about how big is Goliath, his, how many people has he killed. He's just like, hey, what do I get? My mind's made up. I'm going to go. I'm going to kill that guy. And I'm going to get the reward from God and from whatever King Saul is going to hand out. And, you know, in our, in our society today, where men live to satisfy their, you know, soulish desires, we find ourselves going against the current. I mean, we use stories like David and Goliath to really encourage ourselves, to really go the right direction when we know when everybody's going in a different one. We've heard many sermons preached about going against the current. And, you know, we take pride in doing so, and we should, because there is no shame in standing on the truth of God. And going in the right direction. Many of you can testify that in your workplace or in your schools, you're doing that. You're going the right direction, while others are not. Maybe in your workplace, um, people are lying about their work hours, but you choose to be honest. And when people are gossiping, you choose to honor your boss. I mean, this church, you guys have chosen time and time again to honor the Holy Spirit 
Instead, aggrieve him with your actions. You know, at New Philly, when it comes down to going in the right direction, we, we're, not, we're not standing in the gray. You know, because we're not a gray kind of people. When we do worship, we don't do gray. We do extravagant, right? You know, when we pray, we don't just pray gray prayers like, God, would you? No, we pray with power. We pray and we believe it's going to happen right now. The North Korea is going to open up. World Cup is going up. We believe. And we're not gray about it. And when we dance, at, at the weddings when we dance, we don't do gray. We do, we do Gangnam style. I mean, holy worship style. But, you know, we just, we're not in the gray. We're not a gray kind of people. That's just not us. And for us, it's very simple. We know that God has called us to be in deeper relationship with Him. So we know that anything in a different direction is just plainly the wrong direction. We know exactly where we need to go, and we're going to go straight for it. In this house, as we're shepherded, and we have spiritual fathers over us, it only becomes more clear where we need to go. But today, I don't want to preach about going against the current. Why? Because you guys are already doing it. You guys are always going against the current. I see the testimonies coming out again and again. But this is the revelation that God was giving me as I was doing my quiet time. In the Davidic season, it was about learning about going upstream, about warfare, fighting, knowing to stand on the truth, knowing that you are victorious, knowing what your true identity is in the Word of God, that we are victorious through Christ. That was the Davidic season, going upstream and battling. But I felt the Lord saying in the Solomonic season, it's not enough just to go against the current. The current itself needs to shift. God is increasing our spheres of influence as a church and as individuals. Yes, it's time for the rivers to flow upwards. And that's the title of this message, Rivers That Flow Upwards. I want you guys to turn to each other and say, have you seen a river that flow upwards? You know, it's, it's not a common sight. But, you know, after this message, it will become a common sight. Yeah? Amen. Let me give you an example. What it looks like when that current goes upstream. 1 Samuel 17, 51, 52. Carrying on, from, carrying on and seeing what David did. And, you know, David just got that sling, shot it out, hit Goliath on the head. He wasn't dead. He's probably on the ground twitching. Nerves are going a little crazy. He gets up there and he, then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword, drew it out and killed him. And he cut off his head. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Geth and the gates of Ekron, so that the wounded Philistines fell all the way from Sherem as far as Geth and Ekron. Wow. You know, I love how the NIV puts it. It says the men of Israel surged forward. Do you guys, can you see that? Just minutes before, these men were like little girls, running wrong direction. They were going this way, like, oh, it's Goliath. They're freaking out. But they see David, a shepherd boy, Go in the opposite direction. 
They see what he does and they shift 180 degrees and they turn. Not just physically, but spiritually. You know, physically they, they were running away, but now they're pursuing. Spiritually, from fear to faith. You know, it was never God's plan for David to go kill Goliath and then chase down every Philistine by himself, cutting them down. I mean, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> but, I mean, it was God's plan for the men of Israel to see him do it. He knew that's all it took. Because he knew in David, there was the kingdom heart and the kingdom mindset. And, you know, and when they saw it, it was just revealed to them the truth. And, you know, in Matthew 13, 33, Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour. And it worked throughout the dough. David was that yeast. You know, God used them as the agent to turn Israel back to the truth. That God is Savior. That God is able. If you've done any baking before, you'd know that when you cook, you get yeast. Because it makes the dough rise. And you put it in water. And you know, the reason why we put it in water before we knead it into the dough is the fact that we use a lot of dry yeast. And dry yeast, well, it has 8% water in it. And that's enough to keep it dormant and alive. And you know, many Christians, we live like dry yeast. They have that 8% deposit within them. And they stand up and they're like, mm, I have living water in me. I am not the flower. I am yeast. I am set apart. And they believe that the water inside of them has enough strength to give them faith, to give them conviction, to give them strength to go forward and do the right things. But you know what? New Philly, we've encountered the living water. We've been drenched in the water of the Holy Spirit. We are not dry yeast. We have been activated. We are not dormant. That river of life can flow out of us. That dry yeast... It goes amongst the dough, but has no power, no power to raise it out, out of the darkness and into the light. But we can. You know, it says, we've said it so many times, but familiarity breeds contempt. But it's true. And when Alan came in, I hope, and he said that, you guys know that one of the Trinity lives in you? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, snap. That's, that is amazing I haven't exploded. There is... Mm, it feels so normal. But yet, it is just so powerful. It is just so powerful. But you know, when we're not letting out and letting the river flow out of us, we're only experiencing a fraction of that power. We're only experiencing that 8%. You know, the reason why some Christians never experience that full power of the Holy Spirit is because of, of the fact that they only recognize 8% of God's power when there's just so much more. Um, about a month ago, I was on a mission team, um, me and my mission team. And yeah, it was, it was an amazing time, but I, I want to share a story because when we're flying over, we had a layover in Hong Kong, I think it was. And we're on the plane, and I'm just relaxing there. And the plane, you know, starts to go through some turbulence. And it was just a little at first, like, boom, boom. And you hear the, uh, uh. You know, like, people make that sound like, uh. And they, like, and, and they try to grab, grab onto something that's not there, like, uh. But, like, everything's going down. 
But you know, as it gets worse and worse, like the whoa, it gets louder and louder because the whole cabin's filling up with the whoa, whoa. <laughs> and you know, I kind of like turbulence because whenever it happens, I'm just like I think of all the prophetic words spoken over me. I'm just like, man, I'm not gonna die. Even if this plane crashed, I would not die. But you know what? It wasn't even that. It was a mission team. But we weren't even the only mission team on there. There was like this Korean mission team with shirts printed like, I love Myanmar. There was like three mission teams on that plane. Anyway, Sister Candace was sitting beside me. And she, she taps me. And I'm just like, oh, what? And she's like, pray for me. Like, you know, the turbulence was kind of freaking her out. And, and I, I go, Candace, I'm like, hey, you just got to enjoy it. I was like, put your hands up, put, put, put your hands up. And then we started, we started doing this, right? And then, like, people from, like, four rows up start doing it. And then people from the side start doing it. And, like, people, and instead of, like, the, oh, oh, like, people are laughing. They're, like, laughing because they're looking at us, and some are laughing because they're deciding to do it. And, you know, the turbulence then, it ended. You know, it was, it was nearly disappointing. Because <laughs> we thought, we thought the whole place was going to get into it and it become, like, a dance party, but... You know, I'm sure God was pleased when he saw me, his son, sitting there in peace with the promises of God within him. But you know, God wants to see how we multiply what he's given us. And in that moment, it made me think a lot. You know, how many times have I been in a situation where I've just kept the peace and joy within myself? You know, how many times as a child of God, a light of this world, have I just enjoyed the gifts of God by myself? You know, can you think of times where you've enjoyed the peace or the joy of the Lord and people around you are in just complete distress? I think we can get quite used to that, you know? You know, Jesus said, we're like a lamp. But you know, many times, and a lot of us, we haven't seen the old school lamp before, so we think we're like a flashlight. We think we can just turn ourselves on, on and off, on and off, whenever we want. Focus our light wherever we want, whenever we want, when it pleases us. But that's different. With an old school lamp, it shines the light 360 degrees. Wherever you go, you bring the light. You know, when you're a lamp, it's hard to be selfish. It really is. But if you're a flashlight, it's very easy. It's when it's convenient. When you want to release it, it's really just up to you. You know, let me be vulnerable. I'm going to share a flashlight moment. <laughs> so about, I think it was two months now, three months ago, my parents came. And, you know, they came to New Philly. They love New Philly. And we did the Sunday service, the morning service here. And afterwards, we went down to the um, subway station. And, you know, they're thirsty. So I was like, okay, I'll grab a drink. You guys just wait here. I went to GS, and I walked in, and, you know, they have the two plus one deal. And I was like, mm, nice, the yogurt. So I grabbed two plus one. I walk up to the counter. I put it down. And the guy's just like, you look at it again. And so I was like, okay, two plus one. <laughs> and he's just like, I was just like, all right, two plus one. <laughs> And he's just like, 
I mean, he's like, man, what's wrong with your hearing? Like, just look, right? So I'm like, yeah, two plus one. <laughs> but you know, what he was saying was like, sometimes if you look at the picture really, really carefully, it has like a flavor. And he was saying, you have to match the flavor. Without saying, you have to match the flavor. And you know, it was that moment <laughs> where, and this, I said, Jesus loves you. Can I pray for you? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> or else it wouldn't be a flashlight moment. What I did do was grab the yogurt. That just means I just have to change it, don't I? And if you guys haven't heard my testimony before, I'm not the David that I, you know, that you see right now. I was very, you know, if someone gave me beef, I'd be in their face. And, um, he was in my face. <laughs> so, and then he's just like, the next thing he says is, you know, like saying, man, an adult speaking and how dare you, you know, that kind of thing. And I was just, and then my mom walked in. <laughs> so, so I paid the man, thanked him, walked out, got on the subway, and mom's just like, yeah, you're so learning. <laughs> But she always does the, God's doing amazing work in your life. But you're still there. <laughs> you know, and as, as I was sipping on that yogurt, I remember I was going up to Itaewon. And uh, I just remember very clearly the Lord speaking to me. David. And you know, God always speaks in that deep, sexy voice. So. <laughs> David. I, I didn't send you to Korea. To perpetuate the situation. I sent you to change it. <laughs> Convicted. Like, you feel that. Like, mmm. And it's true. At that moment, I should have shifted. We've learned over times, over the year that's passed, how to shift. Get our spirits around and put ourselves in the right place. But I had, I had to take it further. You know, I could have just thanked him, smiled at him. Said so just an encouraging word, and it just shifted him out of wherever he was, because he was obviously in a funk. And I had that living water that I could have just given to him freely, just let it overflow. I just came back from church. I'm overflowing, yet I can't give him a cup of my water. And that would have shifted the current. That would have been enough. Just that one smile, just that one look of love. You know, God has called you not just to shift in the spirit, but in moments of trial and discomfort, he has called you to be the catalyst that brings shift to the spiritual atmospheres around you. Amen. You know, just as in real life, there are some raging rivers and there's some more, you know, softer rivers. There are spiritual currents like oppression in North Korea or the sex trafficking, the spirit of suicide. And then there's softer currents, like a complaining spirit amongst friends on a rainy day. But no matter how raging or soft the currents are, we will overcome if we just let the Holy Spirit minister through us. You know, there will come a day when all knees will bow 
and all tongues will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And on that day, every river will flow upwards, all of them. But until that day comes, we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful to turn up as many rivers as we can. And you know, and the world needs our living water. I mean, if, for those of you who don't know, I just got back from New Zealand last night. And I was there four or five days on a, on a business trip. And as I was there, I, if, for those of you who don't know, I kind of work in, the, I work in the entertainment. So I went as a manager for um, an international model. And I remember on the last night, well, the night that we thought would be our last, he just opened his heart up. And he just started to pour out his story and and it was just breaking my heart. And even when I worship today, even when we feel that healing water touch, we get so used to it. But in that moment, I could just tell his spirit was crying out for that living water. Because he was just, he was in just so much pain. And even when we went to bed that night, I just couldn't sleep. Because I was like, God. And God was just, kept, I kept asking God, like, how can I change this current? What do you need me to do? Like, this isn't right. I forget so much. And I've been praying for the entertainment, praying for artists. And, but it was just different, being right there, hearing the desperation, and knowing I have that living water. It definitely sometimes feels different when we're praying for these topics because it doesn't seem like it's right here. Like that need is so big. It's easy for us to just pray. And just, we forget how much people are dying of the thirst for this living water. But we all have that living water living within us. And it is our choice wherever we go to release it. Do you know why I love New Philly? And I believe this is also the reason why God loves us so much and pours out his favor. We have some big visions to see some change in some raging currents. Amen? That's something we're passionate about. Where we don't have a spirit of fear in us at all. North Korea, that ain't too big. God can do it. And we know that we're going to be the catalyst to bring that change. You know, we have committed to be a church that ministers into the major cities of the world. Why? Why do we do that? Well, it's because if the current of a major city changes, the current of the whole nation changes. And that's what we're doing right here in Seoul. And that's what we'll continue to do, to do all over the world. But some of you may think, man, there's these rivers beside me. But they seem like they're raging waters. That there's just no way that this current could ever change. But you know, when it comes down to the point where we feel like the opposition is too great, when things seem impossible as individuals to overcome, that's when we come together as the body of Christ. You know, I, I don't really want to use the analogy of Captain Planet, but that's the thing that just kept coming to my mind. But you know, in Captain Planet, they have these rings, so they all have a bit of power, you know, like love or whatever. They make things happen. If a little challenge comes, they're able to overcome. But in a story, it always comes to a moment where each individual has tried what they have. 
but they're not seeing the change happen. And that's when they get together and they do that. Uh! <laughs> Captain Pla- and, you know, Captain Planet comes with his green hair. And he saves the planet. In the same way, individuals of this house and sons from afar, we are full of the gifts of God, the Holy Spirit, and we can come overcome so many rivers. But there are certain rivers that it is nearly impossible to face as an individual. And it is just so overwhelming. That's the truth. But that's when we come together as a body of Christ, like join prayer meeting tomorrow, where we come together as one body and we call upon the name of Jesus. And we say, Holy Spirit, come, save this planet. We know you can do it. Come with your power. We know you can do it. You know, when we cry out with one voice, Holy Spirit, come. We honor you. Let the rivers of life flow out of us. Bring change. Change this current. Change the city. Change this nation. When we say that, man, it's powerful. It's powerful. You know, God's hand is mighty. It can turn up the mightiest of rivers. And from that place of victory, as a group and a body of God, as individuals, we are, we are able to walk into our personal circumstances, into our schools, into society. And with that mentality of victory, that's when we bring change and of confidence because that's when we start to let the river flow out of us. And it's so natural. It is. It is so natural. Just as natural as it is for you guys to stand here today and cry out and praise the Lord and just letting that river of life fill you up, it's just as natural when you go forward. And you just choose to say, God, I feel good right now with all that you've done in my life. And even in this circumstance, I'm not shaken. But God, reveal to me now how I can share that, how I can release that, how I can see this atmosphere change. And let's do that. I want us to pray. But I want us to get up, stand up, everybody. Let's stand up. And you know, I'm just going to repeat what I just said before when I said, Holy Spirit, we honor you. Let your river of life flow out of us. Change this city. Change this nation. I'm going to say that one more time. And I want you guys to follow after me repeating it. Meaning it with power. And as soon as we finish with the last word, nation, I want you to release that living water through prayer. And right now, God is revealing to you rivers that need to be turned upwards. May that be in your workplace or may that be the raging torrents or the raging waters like North Korea being opened up. Whatever God is placing on your heart right now. After we say the last word, nation, I just want you guys to release that water. Release that living water and let it go forward into this city. Let it go forward into this city, changing it and changing this nation. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Are you ready? Holy Spirit, we honor you. Let your rivers of life flow out of us. Change this city. Change this nation.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, For those of you that have been contending for your family, saying, God, when will this current change? The word from the Lord is, it has already started moving. The rivers of life has already been flowing out of you. So let's just lift up another prayer where we thank God and we say, Jesus, thank you, Lord, that the current is already starting to change, that it has already been changing. And God, I choose to right now let more rivers of life flow into it. I believe that you can change it. I believe that you can. And for those of you who are not contending for your personal families, contend for the families of Korea, that rivers of living water will bring change. Jesus. Lord God, you created us to be yeast that is just covered with that living water that we are active. We are activated anywhere we go, that the light of God just shines through us. God, we choose not to be selfish with it. We choose to release it. And we know this is how you're going to increase us, that this is how you're increasing our influence. Give us the spiritual eyes to see every opportunity, every Kairos moment, every time you've put a finger on somebody, that Lord God, that we would let you, the Holy Spirit that's in within us, the powerful, mighty Holy Spirit that is within us, we choose to honor you and let you flow out of us. This nation needs your love. And Lord, we have that love. And Lord God, we see this nation being a nation with currents, all rivers, all flowing up towards you. A nation of righteousness, purity, and justice. That Lord, when we pray as one body, that the currents of this nation is shifting. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.